welcome to Grave Discussions. I am one half of your horrifying host duo, Barnabas. And I am the other half, Samael. Fiends, welcome back to the podcast. It has been a minute, but you know that we got to come back and do our annual top horror films of the year list. We, we can't do without it because honestly, for me, it's, it's one of my favorite things to do because I just love kind of ranking these movies and talking about, you know, the year uh, past and, and everything. So this is episode 108, the terrorizing top five of 2023 yeah i've been uh i've been kind of lacking guys in uh, horror movies i've kind of just been um watching a lot of old stuff and like tv shows and stuff like that so please forgive me and as of recently i've been stuck on dexter oh yeah nice doesn't dexter have like what is it like seven eight seasons or something like that yeah i just we just finished yeah. season one so nice yeah, we, we were catching up on some stuff, too. Actually, we, we did catch a couple horror series. Um, we saw that Yellow Jackets. We finished that. We caught up to that. That was dope. Um, so I'm looking forward to the next season of that. And then, yeah, we've been watching some other stuff. But, hey, it's all good, man. You know, life gets in the way sometimes. And, um, you know, it helps that I've been writing for DeFactoFilmReviews.com as well. Uh, so I, I have been watching some of the newer stuff to review it for that site. But um yeah life has been busy work's been busy so totally understandable so for for that reason we're gonna do a top five just kind of condense it and also shorten up the episode a little bit you know keep it nice and short and sweet for you all um but you know as always i wanted to check in with you samuel how have things been how are you uh things have been okay um we talked about uh that stuff earlier which i'm not gonna touch on because like you know, fuck it. Um, I want to stay positive. We got a new puppy. He's half Mastiff and half Black Lab. Cute. We named him Charlie. Um, my dog Jojo loves him. They play together. They, like, jump around. They, like, bite each other, like, playfully. Mm-hmm. But my older dog, Sammy, Jojo's sister, does not like him yet. <laughs> she growls at him, shows him her teeth, which I get it. She's, like, the alpha, so yeah. she needs that period of adjustment. And he's little, so he, like, doesn't get it. So he'll still keep trying to bite her ankles and stuff. But, yeah, that's about it. Um, For Christmas, Olivia got me UFC 5. Nice. And um, we agreed that this year is going to be a very small Christmas because... Last year, we each spent about $500 or more on Christmas presents. So I told her, I was like, look, give me UFC 5. And then a couple of those like small gift sets from like Walmart. They have like a, you know, make your like an Oreo milkshake gift set. Mm -hmm. They have like a fucking hot sauce gift set, like a charcuterie board with like a little mini cleaver, stuff like that. And there's some stuff I'm going to get her pretty soon too. Um, I know she wants some like shit from Ulta. So I'm going to (laughs) run over to Ulta one of these days and mm-hmm. see what i can find her at least what i know but i still gotta like pick a we're doing one big present and like a bunch of like small ones where i might head over to like five below and get some like you know knickknacks yeah, and yeah. stuff like that and <laughs> stocking stuffers you know, yeah we're not trying to go overboard honestly but other than that i've just been chilling i've been lacking in video games lately like i was always playing like fucking dbd and tcm and mm. stuff like that but i don't know the past three weeks i've just been lacking in the video games and just been more so like watching uh tv shows we've been watching dexter we've been watching um six feet under yeah and, i uh, always want to watch that 
It's it's really good. Like the first episode's like <laughs> wild. So <laughs> we just started that one. Um, I haven't been watching what we do in the shadows lately. I really want to get back to that because I love Nandor. Yeah, so yeah, <laughs> uh, such a good show. Uh, no, not to not to cut you off, but you know, I just read an article. They just announced that unfortunately. What we do in the shadows is going to be ending with season six. Oh, I know, which is really sad because uh, it's it's my wife and I's like pretty much one of our favorite shows as well. Uh, so that is sad, unfortunate, but I still think it's going to be a, a very good final season, and I'm looking forward to it. And I also hope that they do eventually bring back the kind of spinoff show, um, which is Wellington Paranormal. I don't know if you've seen that, but it's like the same creators and uh it's also hilarious so i'm I'm hoping that they continue with like that universe in some capacity but uh yeah i just i just read that before we started recording the podcast and i was like kind of kind of upset about it but it's all right damn that fucking sucks yeah well what are you gonna do right uh but you know I'm I'm glad that you're doing well i'm glad that you've been catching up on some stuff you know i i also just here and there watch whatever i can watch and i have been doing a little bit of gaming but i've been mostly on like call of duty um Modern warfare 3 a little bit god i then, hate that fucking game it's yeah, so i forgot I i've been know. playing that too bro it's insane if you play hardcore like bro you you can't like leave your spawn and there's so many buildings with so many windows and so many mm-hmm. entrances that you don't even know where to like first look so i just play like i'll play like hardcore like uh rustment so only like rust and shipment mm-hmm. Yeah. Or I'll play meat twenty four seven on hardcore. <laughs> yeah, because that's like fun. everything else is just like bro. Like there's no run and gunning. People just camp mm. with. They put their assault rifles on semi auto mode and they put on a fucking thermal and they shoot you from across the map. Like it's boring. Yeah. It's I just so play. Ca- I just play casual shit and I just run around with a shotgun most of the time. Oh my god, that's pretty fun. <laughs> I know, it but it, it's it's the most fun to me because most people aren't doing it so. It's uh, it's exciting, but oh, dude, I, I know just that- noob tube on shipment, just a noob tube over and over the yeah. fucking grenade launcher, just fucking getting like fucking nine multi kills <laughs> by just shooting into their spawn I mean, and then dropping not? a fucking VTOL on them. Fuck it. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I've been playing that, and uh, it does frustrate me, but it's also a nice little release sometimes. And I've been playing Final Fantasy 16. Uh, that game is long as fuck but it's it's really good and then my wife and i are still playing baldur's gate 3 um which is also a a ton of fun so we've been doing that and watching some shows and movies and whatnot but um yeah so uh i i'm glad that you're doing well i'm doing well we're all doing well hopefully you the listener are also doing well but let's not waste any more time uh you know we got a whole year to look back on and and do our top five movies but sam i know that uh you know you haven't been able to watch that much this year but from what you have seen and what you've kind of gathered just overall with like movie releases the community stuff like that give me your your baseline kind of opinion on horror in in 2023 i think horror is doing fine um it was like really like like the releases were coming really quick at the beginning of the year and then the announcements and then we had like a a bunch of like great movies dropping on shutter and on other things like prime it's just that like i feel like the marketing wasn't the best for a lot of them but for some of them it really really was so i think um we can uh i don't think this year was lackluster but i feel like honestly it was like 
and not that I've been watching every single release, but there haven't been like a bunch of like big releases. It kind of reminds me of like, honestly, kind of like 2021, the year after COVID, how like yeah. there haven't been like a bunch of like super crazy popular ones that people were like dying to go see. You know what I mean? Ooh. So the biggest releases were like on Shutter and on like um, VOD and stuff like that. So, I mean, theater releases were like, from what I've seen, they were like, okay. But, like, mm-hmm. nothing that's, like, oh, my God, I'm so glad that came out. I know we had, like, Scream 6 and all, but that one did not crack my top five. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'll just say this much. Uh, on the TikTok today, my uh, numbers 15 through 11 I posted, and Scream 6 actually came in at number 11. So it didn't even make my top 10. I liked it, but didn't love it. I'm not going to get into it because you can go check out the TikTok at grave discussions to see my thoughts on that. But, um, but that's where that one stands. But I, I basically agree with you. I mean, I think, uh, all the, like most, okay. Most of the really relevant horror releases that came out in theaters happened probably at like the first half of the year. Um, and then I would say the, the latter half of the year, there, there wasn't really too much. I think saw X and maybe like the new, insidious were kind of like the the biggest ones and those were just all right i mean neither made my top 10 uh but they were okay but the second half was definitely dominated more by like like you said streaming and and vod releases and stuff like that um overall i think the trend has been that you know you get like a few pretty good to great like new like franchise entries you know and then uh, you get some some really good like original movies, and then you kind of get the shit kind of in between, you know. That's kind of how it's been the last few years, and I think that has has pretty much persisted in 2023. Um, but the original movies that we did get this year, um, which I don't know how many of them you saw, maybe not that many, but in my opinion, were quite good. But one thing I noticed is that we've been getting a lot of Frankenstein remakes for some reason uh-huh. lately, like, like, you know, uh, reimaginings of that kind of stuff. Uh, one of them actually made my top 15, which was the angry black girl and her monster, actually a pretty solid movie. Uh, but we've been getting a lot of those actually quite a, quite a lot of stuff like hearkening back to like the universal monsters and things like that, you know, old, like, um, like literary adaptations. And then, I feel like the like quote unquote elevated horror kind of stuff like is maybe past its heyday. Like you do get some movies that kind of resemble that, you know, like very heavily thematical and, and kind of like depressing and shit like that. But I feel like they're starting to maybe kind of edge their way out. I can really only point at like maybe a few on this list of ones I've seen this year that really kind of fit that mold. Everything else is is a little bit different. Like I wouldn't quite call it elevated horror or anything like that, you know. So for a lot of people, that's probably a good thing. I don't really care either way, but I feel like they're kind of on their way out. Or at least people are just sort of adapting that style and making it a little more like stimulating. You know what I mean? Um, so... So that's my thought on that. But nothing like too crazy, too crazy exciting. I think next year is definitely going to be uh, another big year for like the the franchises as well. You know, you got Terrifier 3 coming out and possibly, I'm probably forgetting a few, but uh, 
there's probably going to be a new conjuring or some bullshit coming out next year too so oh yeah for we'll sure yeah, or the but... fucking halloween tv show what the fuck are they going to do with that yeah i know oh yeah and then we God. got the fucking um did the fucking friday the 13th prequel tv show come out yet i don't think so and and there's supposed to be that crystal lake uh series as well that's like a yeah prequel. that's the one yeah with about jason's mom or whatever oh yeah 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 exactly that's weird i don't know dude it's and isn't a21 like fucking spearheading that a24 <laughs> it's whatever i don't <laughs> i just stopped caring about like I know, wh- yeah. whoever they are like I, it's just I don't, like i know i don't think they're doing that one i think that's somebody else actually but I don't, I don't even know anymore i i paid attention to it for like a minute back when i wrote for screen rant i think i did an article on that on that series like there was some news or something but i don't know oh speaking of which that we have like that adaptation of the crow we've got robert oh, yeah. nosferatu coming out next year so so there's definitely some stuff to look forward to but i i'm mostly looking forward to seeing what kind of original movies come out next year because i do think this year had some good ones which uh, a, a couple of them are in my in my top five actually. So we'll we'll get into that. But. I mean, one that like people were like ranting and raving about that just didn't make a lot of money and like wasn't super popular. I still haven't seen it, but I still want to see the Last Voyage of Demeter. Oh yeah. Well, I'll say this much. Um, I was I wasn't like super excited about it because I knew it was going to be like a blockbuster monster movie. So probably a lot of cgi and shit like that you know not like a fantastic script it was all right it was okay um i do think the like heavy cgi in some of the scenes definitely was um not good (laughs) and the the story was like very simple but uh it was okay it's a fun watch but it didn't make near my like top 10 yeah, I don't blame you. What was that one vampire movie, the Irish one? Uh, are you talking about the one like from years ago that I like, From the Dark? Yeah, from the Dark. That's the one that you showed me. Yeah. When the woman and her husband go to this like abandoned mm-hmm. house and there's like a vampire in it. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That movie's sick. That I recommend that movie to to anybody. Like, I feel like it's extremely underrated. That one's so good. And yeah, also, watch. Did we watch The Shed together? I think so, yeah, because we uh, we did that article about it. I'm pretty sure we did. Because I remember I bought it on Blu-ray, like, once it came out. Oh, really? Out, and I was like, yo, let's watch this shit. That was actually pretty solid. I liked that movie, yeah. But, uh, all right, so that, that was kind of a, a look back at the year. I think it was another solid year for horror. Um, you know, the, the big movies really did do quite well at the box office, so... Uh, I have no doubt that we're going to see another strong year financially for horror next year. We'll see what happens. So let's just not waste any more time. Let's just jump right into our top five, Sam. Starting out with number five. Why don't you take the reins here? Coming in at number five. Wasn't the greatest movie ever, but you're probably going to know what I'm going to say. I am a fanboy, as are you. So, at number five, I put Evil Dead Rise. All right. Um, Letting it sit for a little bit and, like, just, like, marinate, you know what I mean? Um, Mm -hmm. Initially, I was kind of disappointed by the movie, but, like, just after it being, like, months and months later, I feel like this movie was, like, I know it was, like, divisive, but I also think it's, like, I do think this movie is underappreciated. Um... 
I don't know, like 2013 in a lot of people's heads was like a lot to live up to, which like mm-hmm. 2013 was great and all, but like, I don't know, after like letting it just sit for a little bit, I, I think I honestly like this one more than the 2013 reboot. Um, the mom was fucking terrifying. Mm-hmm. It was something new. It wasn't a cabin in the woods. You're going back in time. I mean, there were like Easter eggs here and there, like Ash speaking on like the little recording that they found in like the basement of the bank or whatever like yeah. this is one this is one of those movies you just have to suspend your disbelief and stop nitpicking at like the little things and you'll be able to enjoy it while i did not enjoy spoiler alert the big family monster at the end <laughs> i understand thematically like yeah what it was supposed to be like let's all be one family ha huh? now we get you and you guys will be demons too and we'll be one big demon monster family <laughs> and like i don't know yeah. i thought it was great um I thought the cinematography was absolutely striking, especially in that beginning scene. And then I felt like it had, it like did a great job, like building up suspense and like just overall dread. It was an atmospheric movie though. Like it wasn't like lingering like atmosphere, like when something going to fucking happen. Like it was like, Oh, when's something going to happen? And then it's like, Oh now. And then like bad shit craziness would ensue. So I feel like I, I judged this movie too harshly and it's, Honestly, this was definitely one of my favorite movies of the year, and I think as time goes by and people are looking back at it, it's going to become one of those like classic ones that people are going to come to appreciate. Yeah, I agree with all of that, man. I mean, listen, I actually rewatched it today in like preparation for oh, this shit. episode, <laughs> and uh, I didn't pay full attention to it. I was at work, but I, I did try to watch it and you know watching it again just really reinforced my my love for this movie um i agree with all of that i'm not going to spoil anything it's not my number five but i'll just say this much it isn't in my top five but oh yeah uh, (laughs) but um i mean it has to be right but but i agree with everything you said i mean there are definitely maybe like a couple like lines of dialogue and and that were kind of like weird but and and the and the finale was arguably inferior to 2013's. I think most people can probably agree with that. Like, like the final act of the 2013 Evil Dead is just superior to this one. I mean, you can't really beat the Abomination and Mia at the end in the fucking bloody rainstorm and everything like that, right? But this one was cool, but I think everything else in this movie was scarier, more intense. For sure. And just like more claustrophobic and just overall just more fucking crazy than 2013. You can't really compare it to the original movies, of course. But if you're talking about modern day Evil Dead, I I said this before and I still maintain it. I think this is probably this like scariest Evil Dead film, even like beyond like the first one or, or the 2013 one, just because I don't know when you examine like the situation that this family is in, especially the one that like the kids find themselves in. If you put yourselves in that position, like if you were like, oh, I'm a 12 year old kid and my mom is suddenly possessed and I can't escape from my shitty little apartment. And, you know, my neighbors just got fucking decapitated and their arms ripped off. Like, what the fuck are you going to do? Right. And yeah. this movie shows no mercy to the kids either. No, it's also doesn't. terrifying. So. That's what I like. I we yeah. see like people add like it's it's such a cliche that they're always adding kids in these movies to make you be like no, not the kids. And then mm-hmm. of course nothing ever happens to the kids. Something definitely happens to the kids in this oh, one. Yeah. And I love exactly. it. 
exactly yeah me too no i didn't mean to spoil anything but i think at this point you know it, most people have probably seen the movie you should go see it if you haven't like what the fuck oh, are you yeah. doing seriously yeah it's it's fantastic so um great evil dead five samuel's number five ranked movie of the year um, i'm gonna go with a little bit of a curveball here and uh i don't know if anybody really expected this i didn't even expect this to be my number five honestly i don't think you've seen it yet or maybe you don't even know that much about it uh but my number five movie of the year is onyx the fortuitous and the talisman of souls i have not what the fuck is going on here <laughs> you need to explain okay. yourself i will explain myself so i don't know how much you know about this movie anything fucking zero i've not even okay. heard of this until like th- that the second that you said it is the first time i'm hearing about it <laughs> okay okay uh i don't know it's it this is a weird one you you may knowing you i think it's a toss-up you're either gonna fucking love this movie or you're gonna be like what is this shit <laughs> Well, you know, I'm like picky when it comes to like certain things. Like <laughs> I know, yeah. And sometimes but, I'm not. Sometimes I love shit like final exam. So you never know with me. Yeah, right. Depends right. on the mood. The mood. You might be. You might be like, "What was Barnabas smoking? Nothing, I promise." But let me explain. So for those not in the know, Onyx the Fortuitous and the Talisman of Souls is the feature film debut of um, Andrew Bowser. So this is the guy you may have seen him before. I don't know. He has this character uh, that he like had go viral on social media like a while ago, and it was like this like uh, like Satan worshiper guy. He's got like a fedora, and he talks in like this really fucking weird ass like manner of speaking, and he looks like a like cringy basement dwelling like you know nerd like that kind of thing. I'll just have to send you some of the videos. Maybe you've seen them. I don't know, but. Um, the, the character itself is like weird, but a lot of people really like it. He's like huge on social media and he took that character and put him into this movie. And the movie is basically about this character being invited to this mansion by this like warlock guy. And the warlock guy is actually played by Jeffrey Combs. Fun fact. Oh my God. Um, which is, which is exciting. Yeah. This movie has Jeffrey Combs and barbara crampton and then like a few other like pretty uh pretty famous you know like horror actors and so the this like evil warlock has like a plan for for these people but he invites like five people to his mansion yeah i think uh, i did hear i think i have heard this one like very very like vaguely on like i horror or something yeah yeah exactly and and he invites them to his mansion in the hopes of like um essentially completing some kind of ritual to raise the demon um is it azazel i think in the movie or something like that and uh he gets there and it's this whole thing and he meets up with these people and and that's kind of the gist of it but the overall kind of mood of the movie is very much like 90s style like full moon kind of and and shit like that like it's kind of campy kind of goofy but it also has this cool like gothic atmosphere to it it's got some great practical effects um and even some decent like you know cgi and stuff but it's just honestly it's really fun i found myself laughing at it a lot i loved the overall vibe i actually think the characters are all pretty like unique and interesting there's like a werewolf and you know shit like that and like magic and uh and like spirits and demons and whatnot 
and I just had a lot of fun with it. It's it's a little bit difficult to look past the main character's like weirdness and like the sense of humor. It, it's definitely an adult like sense of humor, um, but the main character is a little off putting. I think that's the point. But I just thought that the movie was a lot of fun, and I found myself really enjoying it. So it's not straight horror. I would I would liken this to this is like this year's Psycho Gore Man. I'll say that that makes kinda. sense. So yeah. Um, that one was but, fire but too. That one was fire, yeah. And and this one I feel like is sort of a similar vibe. So um, you may enjoy it. I would definitely recommend checking it out. It is on Screenbox right now. Um, so yeah. AKA bootleg shutter. Exactly. Exactly. Yep. So that's my number five, Onyx the Fortuitous and the Talisman of Souls. Totally out of left field. I didn't expect it to be up there, but I just really enjoyed the movie after this. Good. Um, af- after I watched it. So yeah. Um, but that's our number five so let's move on to number four sam okay number four and you're gonna be like wow really but you know me you know sometimes hokey weird shit that isn't like super like you know conceptual and like Mm -hmm. too many themes like sometimes i just like something fun and i'll put that shit in my top 10 but my number four is vhs 85 nice I was waiting with, like, my entire being for this to come out. And then once it came out, uh, me, Olivia, and then Zach and his fiance Brayden, we came over here to my place, and we just sat down and watched it, like, the day I think it was released, or the day after. Mm-hmm. I liked the overarching story of, like, the shape-shifting guy, Rory. I thought that was super cool because, you know, shit's about to go crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, the RV segment, the first segment was great. That was probably, like... I mean, nothing really happens, and it continues on in another segment, but mm-hmm. that one was, like, making you wonder, like, what the fuck? Why aren't they dying? Spoiler alert. Um, yeah. The second segment with like was, like, really akin to, like, Wreck with the whole God of Death thingy. Um, it yep, had, like, the yep. same kind of, like, uh, mood, you know what I mean? But I feel like it was super solid, but it wasn't my favorite. I did think that God of Technology one was a little pretentious you know the one with like the girl on the stage and then the god of technology like starts ripping her apart or whatever um after that i did like how the rv segment continued and the people you know went to that weird like fucking elite family and like kind of got their revenge i won't spoil it too much um my favorite segment was definitely the dream killer segment yeah that one was so so fucking good and we were watching it and olivia was literally like shitting bricks like she was like so freaked the fuck out i mean that one it was it did it was such a good one and i feel like the mood the tension and then the whole time you're like what the fuck is going on and then after that segment is done the whole rory shit finally hits the fan as you would expect it so vhs 85 definitely was not let down by this one and it was like kind of like once i heard about it um i couldn't wait it was kind of a surprise to me when they announced it but ever since I love found footage movies, so ever since like they announced it, I was like, I fucking can't wait for this, and I was super geeked. Like I could, I could not mm-hmm. wait for this one, and I'm, I'm glad I got to watch it this year. Honestly, this is definitely one of my, one of my favorite VHS movies. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I don't think it's my favorite VHS, but there were definitely some great segments in it, and at this point, you know, VHS is just one of those franchises that um, I look forward to you know, all the time. Um, This is one that I don't even care if it comes out like every year. I think it's the whole concept of it. You know, you get different 
filmmakers to create just unique, cool segments. And there's always going to be at least like one or two that really stand out and are awesome and are worth watching like the movie in general, right? Um, uh, you know, last time it was the uh, the hell segment. This time it was the the dream killer one. Uh, for, fun fact for people who may not know or haven't seen this one yet, that final segment that Sam was talking about uh, that, that I really liked as well was actually directed by Scott Derrickson, who uh, who directed Sinister. So that's why oh. it's kind of similar. Yeah. Um, and actually, uh, supposedly, that is somehow linked to... Is it Sinister? Or is it... Oh, I'm sorry. The Black Phone. So supposedly, it's linked in some way to The Black Phone. No shit. Yep. I think it's either supposed to be like a prequel or it's like set in the same universe or some shit like that. I don't know. Because uh, obviously the the one the cop guy in in the VHS segment is also in the black phone. I don't think it's the same character, but there's some sort of weird connection there. Just I just read that recently, so fun fact. But I'm yeah, sure I mean I, I know that shit. Yep, yep. I didn't know that either at first, but I knew I knew who it was by, but I didn't make the connection that it might be like the black phone. But knowing the supernatural kind of shit that's happening, it makes sense. That but, makes complete sense. Yeah, I, th- I think it's a really solid inclusion, dude. Um, it did not make my top five, but um, I still really liked VHS 85. Um, I think some of the weaker segments did let it down a little bit, but like when it's really good, it's it's really good. And that yeah, last segment crazy. in particular is is like fantastic. So. There's always some stinkers in the VHS ones. Like, I don't know. Mm. I don't know which one it was. Was it uh, 94 or 95? The one with like the the dudes that are like inside like um the dudes like whatever like they were like science experiments and they had like different like mechanical limbs and shit oh, like that oh yeah yeah, that? yeah yep that was the one by Timo Tajanto or whatever which i think was in 94 if i'm not mistaken i did love ratma um i know one that people don't talk about is the one with like that's apocalyptic and there's like a vampire mm. in like a warehouse or whatever that they're like keeping like i like that one too yeah I mean, yeah I don't know. That's I have cool. a soft spot for VHS because I have a soft spot for found footage. So mm-hmm. I think it'll always crack my top. Yeah, I don't blame you, dude. I think VHS is, is awesome. Let's get into my uh, t- uh, number four movie here. This one, um, you I, you may have in your, in your top five. It may even be higher. Um, but uh, for me, my top three, I just love more than this movie. But this movie is, is probably one of like the unexpected highlights of 2023. And quickly became one of the most talked about movies just because of its sheer like unrelenting brutality and just how fucked up it was so my number four is of course when evil lurks i knew it i knew that was coming (laughs) yeah i mean it has to be like this is just one of the standout movies of the year It, it is just unforgiving nobody is safe by the end of it you're asking yourself what the fuck just happened and why am i feeling so down on myself you know but it, it's it's a pretty unique take on the whole demon possession angle i've never really seen a, a demon possession movie like this one just like and arguably the world building could have been maybe like a little bit better like the the lore could have been like a little bit tighter like a little more fleshed out because you know they introduce these like rules and stuff like that which they don't always adhere to and there's some stuff that you like wish you knew or there's some stuff that you didn't really have to know about these like demons or whatever you know what i mean but overall i think the movie is is fantastic like 
the gore is off the charts. There are some scenes that really just make you uncomfortable. You posted, I'm not going to spoil it, but you posted one, I think on, on one of your socials, like not that long ago when you, when you were watching the movie. The one with the kid, right? Yeah. And when I first saw that, I was like, holy shit. I'll just throw the the bowl of popcorn scene. (laughs) Yeah. There's one that, that really did me in. It was like the first, what I would consider the first really like crazy scene. Was it the axe? Uh no the the dog oh shit that, that I don't know the axe the axe yeah the dog one had me fucked up but the axe one too because like yeah that it, it came out of nowhere honestly yeah it came out of nowhere but I was also kind of expecting it to happen at some point because it's kind of like what's on the poster you know what oh I mean? for sure yeah yeah but yeah. but that scene was still crazy and that 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 scene really like jump started all the crazy shit in the entire movie but. I just really dug it. I mean, the story itself is like pretty basic, but it, it's more so just like all the the actions that that went on, and you know the like the good pacing, and just I don't know thematically it was crazy, and just just I think it's just the way that it makes you feel. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, I felt like is, this, I felt weird the whole time, like really like uneasy yeah. the entire time. It does not let up at all. Yeah, it, it's got that like dirty energy like that kind of like yeah, filthy like, yeah, evil yeah. energy you know yeah no just i mean i like do you like it better than aterados the terrified one that he made uh i don't know that's hard to say i i kind of can cons- honestly i consider them a little bit too different to like compare like that because i like aspects of this movie more than i like terrified but i like aspects of terrified more than i like this one you know this one it's way bigger in scope whereas terrified like is confined to what is it like a few houses on like yeah. one like a street like a block so that movie just feels a lot more like claustrophobic and isolated whereas this one feels a little bit more like a road movie almost but then you got like the whole demonic possession thing taking hold of everything and obviously you know there's some disturbing stuff in terrified like like the, with the kid at the table and then there's some like good jump scares and it's a paranormal movie so it's a little bit different in that respect but um i don't know i can't really say no i feel you i can't either i just wanted to see what you were thinking because <laughs> yeah. they're both so different but like mm-hmm. i feel like they're definitely in the same like universe at least like just yeah. another crazy batshit thing going on in like another part of like Argentina or wherever the fuck they're at, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I guess the, the lesson is not to go to Argentina because there's a lot of like batshit crazy supernatural Yeah. Stuff you never know what there. you're going to like walk into that's already <laughs> been like unfolding and you don't want to end up yeah. with a dog grabbing your six year old by the neck. Uh, nope. No, you don't. So that's my number four movie of the year. I think it's fantastic. Uh, you know, th- it's definitely, in my opinion, the most extreme movie of the year. And, and it's always good to see one of those because we had a point in horror, like in the 2000s and maybe like the early 2010s where there was like the the French extremity, like that whole wave and like some other extreme horror movies. And then you had like the torture porn stuff and all that. But and that, and we kind of got away from that. But now, like with a movie like this, I feel like maybe some filmmakers at least are going to say like, okay, you know what? Maybe I can take some risks because I see the public reception to this. And a lot of people really like this movie. 
you of course you had the movie the sadness which was also kind of similar i think what last year uh so we're starting to see the the kind of extreme horror pick back up which is in my opinion good because you always need a little bit of a balance of like that and other stuff so other than movies like fucking the conjuring and insidious aka what we love to call boo haunted house movies yeah yeah exactly yeah the the safe hollywood choice you know yeah where no one gets killed not really pretty pretty much all right so let's move on number three okay speaking of possession i think you know where i'm going with this so so. i i know this one technically released at film festivals and blah 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 but this one started picking up traction this year at least mainstream so i'm gonna count it my number three is talk to me all right this is also my number three okay we can talk about it together (laughs) let's go motherfucker bro it was such a new take like Mm -hmm. the fucking possessed gypsy hand or whatever i don't know if gypsy's a slur anymore sorry if it is but um the possessed like witch hand or fortune teller Mm -hmm. hand i don't even remember what it was and then you hold it and then you say talk to me and then you get possessed and then it kind of is supposed to speak to um i feel like this movie is about um at least in my opinion what i thought when i was watching it um like the the newer kids is desensitization to horrific shit Mm because the whole time like these people are getting possessed and they're fucking doing horrible shit and the kids are just laughing it's nothing to them so i feel like technology is like kind of overtaking like the paranormal because like i don't know it's either like the technology people are too like enveloped in it or people are just like they've seen too much scary shit to even be phased i mean people have seen like real murders online you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. yeah so kids nowadays are seeing some fucked up shit even like tiktok has some scarier shit about like skinwalkers and most than most horror movies does so Mm -hmm. i really like that and i like the little twist at the end too i'm not gonna ruin it but i felt like it was done really well um it did scare me like at parts like i did not like it whenever like the people got possessed and i knew shit was gonna go off the rails and there was gonna be like a scapegoat in the movie and they were gonna blame that girl and you stay away from him oh but then it's not her fault but then it is and then i don't know it was like it was a fucking ride dude because like the whole time i'm watching it i'm wondering like when is this gonna go south and then because you know it is always in these movies there's like people were having fun and then one day like you know what i mean so Mm -hmm. I feel like yep. this one executed that really well, and I don't understand the hatred for it. Probably, like, and I don't understand people calling this movie artsy. This movie was not artsy. This movie was goofy, fun, and also scary. Like, I don't understand. Mm-hmm. I don't understand where people are getting artsy fartsy or elevated horror. It's really not. It's just like. Yeah, it's not. Just like when evil lurks, it's just a different take on possession. Yeah. I mean, let's, let's just say, I mean, elevated horror, if you want to, you know, attribute that to movies like the Duke, that makes total sense i mean i don't like the term but i understand what people kind of mean when when they talk about it in the context of movies like that which is is very heavy on the thematical metaphors even it follows you know falls into that category this one i mean yeah it it talks to a theme but I don't think it does it in any particularly like heavy-handed or pretentious way or anything like that. It's it's just it follows like you know younger kids like Gen Z kids, and that's just what it is, you know. So it, it it's it's taking a look at these young kids, these like Gen Z kids, and their response 
to this kind of otherwise terrifying situation and how much they basically just have become so desensitized, like you mentioned, to to things like this, that they just kind of don't care until they have to care. Because, you know, at one point they realize that, oh shit, this is actually very serious. And so they really have to start caring. And at that point, it really starts hammering home like the, the themes of, you know, loss and grief. And sure, those things have been covered in the elevated horror movies that we talked about. But I think this movie addresses it in, in just, a, I don't know, in a, in a more satisfying kind of way, I think, because it, it has like some twists and turns. It throws you for a loop. It makes you think one thing and then it's it's really kind of another. So there's like those mindfuck elements to it. But at the same time, you get some really suspenseful, really well done, tense scenes with like these apparitions and everything else. Uh, so and just the way it unfolds, I, I really like. So, I mean, from from top to bottom, I think it's just a well-constructed, scary movie and and everybody i think does a great job in this it's also crazy to me that the directors of this who are known as raka raka collectively basically made made their fame by like making like goofy ass like ronald mcdonald videos on like youtube and shit like that and like pranking videos and and everything and here they come out with one of the most talked about and and best horror movies of the year so it's uh, it's pretty crazy, but I, I really liked pretty much every aspect of this movie. It, it just feels new and different and good. And I don't know. I, at no point in this movie was I, was I like not enjoying myself watching this movie, especially in the theater. It was just such a good experience. Oh, you watched it at, in the theater? I watched it at home, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, I watched it at yeah. home. I mean, at home is also fantastic. I haven't seen it yet. Um I got the 4K. I haven't watched it yet, but I imagine it's it's great. But in the theater, it was it was awesome. Yeah, I bet, dude. I mean, and I don't know. I people are always complaining about horror is always the same stuff, and then people try something new and they're like, "Well, not like that." <laughs> so it's just, I don't know. I thought it was solid, and I thought they did great. Mm-hmm. I mean, kudos. You know, like people just want. It's everyone's own subjective taste, and everyone's always like, "You didn't make a movie that." subjectively to me was very good mm. why can't movies be like the shit can movies of the 80s mm. like you know what yeah, i mean exactly. like, like bro let's be real 80s weren't that great 70s were better let's be real the 70s actually had scary movies mm-hmm. um and then like i don't know like people think the golden age of like the 2000s was like the 2010s with like the paranormal activities and like yeah. the boo haunted house movies but like we need to get away from that i don't know man i just feel like it was interesting, and mm-hmm. the thing I like about this movie is it's not going to inspire a slew of imitators like Paranormal Activity and Insidious and The Conjuring did. Yeah. It's its own it's its own little thing, and it's very unique. So kudos to them for not for making a good movie, but not... And also kudos to them for making a good movie and not making it, like, really copyable. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. I bet people are going to be like you know hold on to a foot you suck on the toe and then you can talk to like <laughs> oh. your dead ancestors and then ends up it's not your dead ancestor it's <laughs> it's a pig demon or something stupid yeah, you know what i mean yeah. but it's gonna be really it's gonna be really obvious if something rips off this movie and people are gonna be like no that's ass yeah it's gonna be like one of those uh direct-to-video fucking movies that come out at like 
well, I used to work at Family Video, so I can only imagine it's like one of those really awful copycats that's called like speak to us or something it's oh stupid like that. yeah it's gonna be like ma- made by uncorked <laughs> and it's gonna like yeah. and instead of oh like instead of like it's not only gonna be on tubi it's also gonna release on popcorn flicks yep exactly jesus christ yep once you see once you see uncorked you know it's gonna go downhill from there but anyway oh yeah shit's I, going down <laughs> yeah talk to me you know fits nicely within the possession horror subgenre but it is really kind of its own thing so i totally agree with that i think this movie stands alone and i think it's great and while i don't think a sequel is necessary it has been confirmed that we are getting talk to me too but you know what i think it's cool after this movie i have faith that the the filmmakers will at least be able to generate some kind of an interesting story and just the way that this hand works like it's backstory and everything you know it it can really go anywhere like the story can be anything which i kind of like so while it's not going to be like an anthology or like a a, you know completely new thing every time i I think they probably will connect back to maybe the first movie or something but still like i don't think it's just going to be the same recycled drivel at least i hope not but we'll see what happens but anyway that is our collective number three movie of the year. Talk to me. Let's move on to number two. Damn, this one's going to be really quick. So you already touched this one. Uh, my number two is When Evil Lurks. All right. So briefly, um, I decided one day when I was home alone to just man up and watch this. Everyone was ranting and raving about it. I watched it, I think, the day after Halloween. I was like, fuck it, I'm late to the party, but I'll watch it. And then literally as these crazy scenes are unfolding, I'm just recording clips of them on Snapchat <laughs> and being like, yo, what the fuck is this? And I literally posted it and people are like, bro, what fucking movie is that? And I'm like, bro, when evil works, you need to watch it. Yeah. So, I mean, we've said everything we have to say about this movie. This one surprised me. I first heard about it. It started gaining traction on TikTok. I remember one guy started talking about it and then everyone started talking about it. And then they're like, okay, this one's going to be on Shutter." I was like, oh, shit, no way. And then it was, like, confirmed. Shutter was like, yeah, we got it. So, I mean, I still need to get Olivia to watch it because, like, she's going to be like, what the fuck? Yeah, that movie's just insane, honestly. I mean, I've, I've kind of talked about it already, but I'm glad you really liked it. I knew you would just because it's batshit crazy and it, oh, does, it sure. deserves to be up there. Yeah, I mean, you know, people want, like, true, quote-unquote, true horror movies or pure horror movies. I think this is about as close as you're, uh, to it as you're going to get this year just because there's there's really not any kind of lightheartedness to it or anything like that. If you've seen Martyrs, I think this falls into like a similar vein to that, right? There's just a lot of hopelessness in this movie. There's some genuinely terrifying scenes. There's great gore and everything. So, you know, if you're a horror fanatic looking for that kind of unique really like true to to the genre horror movie this is it agreed i'm curious to know what your number two is okay my number two i actually didn't have on the list for for a minute because i was kind of on the edge of like can i really put it in like horror or 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 not because a lot of people have different opinions on it but ultimately i was like you know what i'm gonna include it because there are definitely like horror 
scenes, like horror elements in this movie. And historically, it has been talked about in the horror like community and, and everything like that. So I'll explain though. But my number two movie of the year is Godzilla minus one. I feel like Godzilla is, yeah. since he's the king of monsters, he always has a place I know. on a horror list. I mean, wasn't that Godzilla movie from a few years ago on our lists? I th- I, yeah, I think so. Was it was it King of the Monsters or something? Yeah, I think so. Not Godzilla versus Kong or whatever, but because, I mean, that one came out. It didn't make my list. I didn't even think I put it on my list because that one, see, that's the thing. It, it, the Godzilla franchise has become so, like, diluted at this point because oh, sure. i mean it's been going on since 1954 bro the original movie 100 percent horror because it's like you know capitalizing on all the terrible awful horrific like truly horrific real life shit that happened to japan in world war ii right i mean godzilla itself yeah. which people may forget about at this point i don't fucking know but godzilla itself is a walking like metaphor for the atomic bomb (laughs) you know what i mean so for sure its origin is is based in horror but since that point it has become something else like you know there was a whole period where it was like the fucking savior of japan it was doing like dances and like teaming up with other monsters and like teaming up with little kids and shit like that right don't get me wrong those movies are fun are those movies really like horror no because they're more like goofy action and shit like that. And then the American, like the legendary entertainment stuff that's come out um, in, in recent years. I would say, yeah, there are some horror elements maybe to some of those movies. But overall, it's probably more of like an action sci-fi kind of thing. Um, but Godzilla is a kaiju, you know. And historically, kaiju shit has has definitely been attributed to horror because it's like giant monsters killing people and terrorizing like cities and stuff like that right so this movie goes back to all of that because while it's it's a big time like human drama because this movie is actually one of the first godzilla movies in a really long time to actually have a good like human story uh and and makes it really emotional like a lot of people cried (laughs) at some of the scenes in this movie like because of the human storyline which i didn't cry but i i did get emotional at some points um so there's that but there are other moments where it's like a fantastic action movie but there are others where it's just like a straight up fucking horror movie like there's a whole scene at the beginning of the movie which i don't consider a spoiler because it's right at the beginning of the movie where godzilla comes out of like the water in the dead of night it's like the end of world war two and it's like this lonely little island and he comes out of the water looks menacing as fuck and proceeds to like stomp and eat a bunch of like soldiers and the whole thing is just terrifying um and there's and there's other moments in the movie where godzilla is just fucking horrifying as well like blasting cities and like eating people and shit like that so you know that kind of stuff i definitely contribute to horror and the movie overall, like not even horror, is just one of the best movies I've seen this year. It Damn, was it was nice. made it was made for less than fifteen million dollars. It looks better than a lot of blockbuster movies that come out of Hollywood these days. I'll just say that much. 
And the storyline is fantastic. The characters are great. Godzilla looks awesome. And yeah, so I maybe would have put it at number one, but I feel like as like a horror movie, it's not quite as great, but it's still just such a good movie that I had to put it at number two. I totally get that, bro. I totally get that. Yeah. So that's my number two. Sam's number two movie of the year when evil lurks let's get into the creme de la creme the number one movie of the year okay you may have seen this coming but my number one movie of the year is hell house llc origins the carmichael manor nice it was a blast i didn't even know that it came out and I saw it came out, and I ran to Olivia, and I was like, babe, 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 please, we got to watch this. So we ordered a bunch of Papa John's. We got our jack-o'-lantern pizza going. We sat down. We put this bitch on. And holy fuck, dude, this mm. movie scared the shit out of me. It is legitimately scary. Mm-hmm. Like, holy fuck, dude. Like, at first it starts out, you're like, where are they going with this? And they're like, oh, we're going to stay at this fucking haunted house. And da, 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 da. And you're like, okay shit starts happening relatively quick and you're like mm-hmm. oh fuck oh fuck oh fuck and then it does not let up it has r- a lot of like creepy ass moments of like little demon bitches staring at you from down the hallway mm-hmm. and then it tie it also like ties this movie in with the rest of them and shows how like look this whole hell house llc thing it's like a big thing like there's a lot behind it and i don't know if it was already written like this or if this was like a movie they just added like and like you know wrote into the mm-hmm. main like, canon story but it worked there was no really like reaching there's no like ah that's kind of bullshit no they're kind of like just shaking their own dicks you know what i mean but yeah. no dude it was legitimately scary and then once the scary shit starts happening them running into the woods trying to get away and those like cult members with like the fucking hoods and then <laughs> They run back to the house and even crazier shit starts happening. The brother starts disappearing and texting them back. Uh, bro, it's just, I don't know, dude. So, movies like this just do it for me. Like culty, demonic, paranormal found footage movies mm-hmm. where stuff is actually happening and it's not just people just like running around a fucking house like ghost adventures and like farting and being like, look, there's there's some, there's yeah. some heat coming from there. <laughs> like, dude, this movie was, this is my favorite horror movie of the year. I mean, if you give me a good found footage movie, I'm going to eat that shit up. You know what I mean? So, like, there wasn't a lot of, like, like, there wasn't a lot of, like, spoon feeding either. Like, like, if you, and it's not one of those movies, like, oh, if you pay attention, you'll figure it out either. Like, the movie needs to unravel, and then the reveal happens at, like, the end, Mm -hmm. and then everything is, like, tied together, and you're like, oh, shit. Like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to say anything, because I don't want to spoil it. Yeah, dude, honestly, Hell House LLC Origins, Carmichael Manor is like, honestly, for me, that's a, what I look for in a found footage movie, this checks all the boxes, like suspense, jump scares, atmosphere, I mean, this, to me, is a 10 out of 10 found footage movie, and it is definitely my favorite movie of the year. Nice. Hey, man, I, I completely understand the inclusion. It actually did make my top 10. Nice. It's not my number one movie, but it did make my top 10. I really enjoyed it. Honestly, uh, when I first heard about it, I, I was excited about it, but 
I didn't really know what to think because after the uh, third I, one, third one was kind yeah. of a shit show. But dude, yeah. this was so much better than like I know the second and the third one. I, I was just gonna say like I, I had only seen the first Hell House for a while, um, up until pretty recently actually, and then I showed it to my actually I think it was during October I believe because my wife had never seen any of them. Oh no and shit! I, I, I had only I had only seen the first one. And I was like, babe. You know, I think you'll like this movie. So we watched it. She she really liked it. And then we watched the rest of it together. And I liked two. I thought two was pretty good. Not better than the first one, but I liked it. Three sucked ass. So fucking I mean, bad. It, it had some okay moments, but it was trying to do too much, let's be honest. And the end, like, the CGI was crap. And it was just trying to do too much with the story. And I just, I wasn't a huge fan of that one. So that made me a little bit hesitant for the Carmichael Manor. I had no idea what it was even supposed to be about. I, was I had like, no idea okay, either. I went in it's blind. It's like a different location. I was like, is this like supposed to be a fucking prequel? Or is this even connected to the rest or what? And then I saw the trailer. I saw the one clown. And I was like, okay, it has something to do with the first three movies. But I'm not sure what. And then... It kind of clicked eventually. So uh, what you were saying, I mean, yeah, it's not like overly complex or anything. I think it's pretty uh, easy to kind of grasp what's happening. But I think how it does connect to the first three movies is really cool. I think it does a good job of expanding the world building, like the lore of Hell House, you know, even though it's like at a different location, but it's not that far from, from the Abaddon Hotel or like Hell House or whatever, but. I think it does a good job of expanding on all that and even introducing some kind of like new things, some new cool twists. At one point I was like, Oh shit. Okay. Like that, like I see how it links up and everything and, and that's pretty cool. And the scares were good. It's also arguably the first hell house entry to like feature some really good shit in the daytime. Yeah. Which is real. always dope to see because it's not easy to make, stuff scary in the daytime you know what i mean but this movie i think does that pretty effectively um i am curious though because some of the criticisms involve like the characters and i think the one uh girl in particular like one of the the main girl um the sister so what do you think about her like does it matter to you or not or what i mean you have to have some really fucking stupid stubborn person (laughs) who in horror movies when everyone else is like we need to get the fuck out of here they're like no let's just stay a bit longer you know what i mean it's it's a trope and we need that trope i mean imagine if like after like shit started going crazy if they were like okay let's just leave one of two things would have happened they would have left and nothing else would have happened or two Mm -hmm. craziness would have ensued even earlier and it would have been a shorter movie like you know what i mean it was just for the for the sake of like movie length and script that like they stuck around because i mean the more they stuck around it gives more room for crazier shit to happen and it did it would have sucked if she was like smart and she's like yeah let's get out of here you know what i mean it would have been fucking boring i'm glad they stuck around because crazy shit ensued as it should have like that's you always got to have that one person like the voice of reason can be like let's get the fuck out of here and there always has to be the one person like no no we got to finish our project or whatever you know what i mean it's just yeah it's a trope and it needs to stay because those idiots make the movies interesting exactly yeah i agree with that i don't really have anything else to say about that i was just curious um it didn't really bother me i mean sure like you can watch the movie and be like oh why don't you just do this or that but the fact of the matter is it's a horror movie without that 
things just aren't going to happen. And honestly, you don't know what you do if you find yourself in that situation, right? Panic takes over. You don't always think logically. Emotions take over. So it's, yeah, I, I don't really care about that too much. Sure, there are stupid ass characters in horror movies that could have been written better or not included at all. But those are pretty rare cases, honestly. So uh, I didn't really mind it. And I think it's a great number one movie. I really, really liked it as well. And this movie kind of reinvigorated my interest in Hell House. You know, after like three, uh, I was like, eh. But seeing this yeah. movie, I and really they, liked it. And I'm, I'm and looking they did, forward to more. Yeah, they did set it up for a sequel, I'm pretty sure, given the ending. Yep. So yep. let's see more. Hopefully they don't rush it because it looks like they mm-hmm. took their sweet time with this one and it fucking paid off. I loved it. Agreed, yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing what the guy has uh, in store next. Uh, director Stephen Cognetti. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how long exactly you can drag this out because you know, I I would almost liken this like the story and everything, like the lore and and all that. It's kind of like to Paranormal Activity because you know that had the whole family angle with like the background and the witches and all that kind of shit that that extended through what was it like? Well, almost every movie, but. The, the core storyline was what, like the first four, four? Or five yeah. movies or something. And this is already sitting at like four. So it'll have to be like really interesting to go past like five or six movies, but um, we'll see what happens. I mean, you could always do other kind of spinoff stuff or whatever, unless the guy just wants to go in a completely different direction and make a different movie or something. But, um, but this movie, I think brought some life back into it. And I think there's a, a good setup for, for another movie. So, uh that's sam's number one my number one you may have a good idea oh yeah we've talked about it but my number one a horror movie of the year is evil dead rise i knew it i i was teetering between like this one and talk to me for for a while because i really liked that movie as well um until i included godzilla but ultimately it had to be this one and this is kind of totally a personal bias pick for sure for sure what the fuck I, I just, I don't know, man. It's so good. I mean, I love Evil Dead. And after I saw this movie, I was just floored with it. And, and I really had such a good time with it. And like I said, I rewatched it today. And it just really reinforced all those feelings. I think it's as like a horror movie for me. I mean, I think Hell House and Talk to Me are up there. But like alongside those, this is definitely like the best horror film of the year the suspense is crazy the tension like i would say that Alyssa sutherland's character in this movie the maggot mommy is probably the best dead i ever like the best dead i ever and i and swear to god probably the best like horror antagonist of the year maybe the best overall character of the year i mean i think she's scary as fuck i have to agree with she's that she's cool the acting is like off the wall bonkers she did such a great job the design everything's great and just like putting that character inside this little tiny apartment and dealing with all the usual like evil dead shenanigans is just uh it it's just tense as fuck and and i had such a great time watching it i think the way that they use like the the location the darkness along with like the kind of usual like evil dead cinematography and like the the great score and everything like all the zoom ins and like the fisheye lens and all that kind of shit was just was just really really good and it all pieced together really well for me, and um, 
I know people people have gripes with with the ending, kind of like you do. I didn't really mind it. I mean, like I said, it's probably not better than the 2013 movie, but it works for this one, and I still thought it was pretty pretty good. But the rest of the movie was just like phenomenal. So you knew it was gonna uh, you knew it was gonna be good after that fantastic cold open. Oh, dude the the cold open is is great. Yeah, literally the way she rises the, up out of the water. That was the, the titles, best. Uh, that was the best cold open in 2023. Period. Like I don't care. I agree. I agree. Yeah, it was so good. I mean, the characters are whatever, but it's just to set up how like crazy the movie's gonna be, you know. And I just thought it was awesome. Yeah, the scalping. The yeah, that was thrown, wrong. Thrown to the face. Her rising up out of the water. It was. It was great. And then, honestly, I liked all the kid characters, too. Like, I think they all did a good job. I think they were likable. The little girl, Cassie, was awesome. And then, I mean, I I, I don't know. I like Mia a lot. I think Beth is also pretty good. So I liked her as, as a main character. She kind of reminds um, me of Mia, like, yeah. aesthetically. She's even got kind of, like, almost a similar style of, like, clothing to her except they look really similar hers is like blue and she's got the short hair and like mia's is like red um and everything so i think that's probably what they were going with because i think at this point it's going to be really difficult to bring the the 2013 uh like canon back into the universe i mean they might be able to but um you know without the director and everything i don't know so i feel like they're maybe going to try to like abandon that and then move forward with Beth as kind of like the the big hero, um, and and maybe like put her into more like of the Evil Dead storylines. It depends. I don't know. They could do something completely different because, as we know, this is one of the books. People think that the the book from the 2013 movie is one of the other books, and that's how it can connect. But there's still, I think, a third Necronomicon that's unaccounted for, right? And so whatever movies they're going to do next, they're probably going to introduce that. Who knows where that is? It's probably going to be new characters or something. But Most likely. I think they're going to do... Uh, who knows? They might just go with like a trilogy. They're going to be like this one, mm-hmm. and then the next book is going to rear its head. And then finally, like, um, they're going to like backtrack to Mia. Yeah. And then all yeah. three like characters from the movies are going to like band together to fight and who knows pablo and kelly might fucking stop by along the way <laughs> that would be cool i i hope they do honestly because i do miss them i gotta I rewatch love. the series i yeah. love it it was probably one of my favorite tv shows of all time same yeah my wife has never seen it so i'm trying to get her to oh my some god point, she at has some point to watch it she has to bro <laughs> i mean i never even finished watching the whole thing until i watched it with olivia like i know mm-hmm. me and you like you got me to start it and then i watched like I watched up until the episode where um, they go to the uh, the like spooky shop and when they're about to summon Ellie Ghost. That's where I stopped watching oh, it, yeah. the the very first time I watched it. But then I finished it all the way through with Olivia, and it's easily like one of my favorite TV shows of all time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, agreed, dude. I mean, I I am sad that it got canceled, but you know, for for what we had of it, it was fantastic, and and I really love it. So. Um, yeah, but that's my number one movie of the year. Probably expected, knowing my admiration for Evil Dead. But um, even besides that, I feel like it's just such a such a good horror movie. And it was very I well had done. to think of like, I had to think like, what what to me was like the best overall horror movie, and I, I thought of this. So, 
So, yep, that's it for our top five list. Honestly, you know, we probably could have gone with the six through ten if if we, we if we had them. But um, I think it was overall a good year for horror. Our top fives had some of the same movies, but uh, also had some different movies, which is always good to see. And I'm looking forward to uh, 2024. Can't wait. Hopefully, even better movies next year. I know. Um, they. I just got a push notification. They just said that Strangers Chapter One is due to release in May of 2024. Oh yeah, they're doing like that new trilogy or whatever of remake or reimagining of the Strangers a, or something. Like I think that. it was like a prequel or something. Oh really? Okay, I'll have to look into that. Yeah, I've yeah. seen some stuff about it. Like I know there's supposed to be three movies, but yeah. And then we've got. Uh, I don't know if you've heard of this one, but. Um, there, well, there's actually two, uh, festival movies that came out this year that have gotten really, really high praise. Um, one is, uh, called, I forget. It's like humanist vampire seeking companionship. It's like some fucking long title. It's kind of supposed to be, um, sort of like a, a, a dark comedy about like a vampire who doesn't like killing people. And then she finds like some guy who is like suicidal or something like that but then like she can't kill him or i don't know something like that but it's got really good reviews there's another one uh called late night with the devil that like everybody's raving about um and it's supposed to be kind of like a uh it's like set on a late night talk show set and it's like one night and the whole thing is like it's it's like a live broadcast you know and and the host um, has someone on who's like claiming to be the devil or whatever possessed by the devil or something like that and it's got that like 70s kind of aesthetic to it you know oh i love kind of like um house of the devil yeah yeah sort of yeah it's it's it came out at the festivals and it's going to i think it was acquired by shutter so next year sometime probably early in the year it's going to come out on shutter um and then obviously there's the franchise movies and everything so i think i think 2024 is going to be a good year for horror for sure i'm hoping to see some more great original movies and of course i'm hoping that we can continue to cover them on the podcast and on our youtube channel and tiktok and everything else um hopefully you know we'll be able to do some more uh, episodes for the podcast if, if everything works out schedules work out and uh yeah thank you to all of our listeners everybody who follows us on social media and YouTube and everywhere else. Uh, If you have gotten this far, (laughs) thank you for listening. And we're curious to know what your favorite horror movies of 2023 are. So drop a comment anywhere and let us know your favorite movies of the year. But that's going to do it for me, Sam. Anything else you want to say before we wrap up? No, I'm honestly super excited. Um, I'm going to be watching some Christmas and New Year's themed horror movies. Um, nice. Last weekend, we watched rewatched 1974's Black Christmas. I think um, mm-hmm. we're overdue to watch the 2006 one. Still got to show Olivia Silent Night, Deadly Night, um, Krampus. And then there was that one. Um, there was that one horror movie we watched with like Santa Claus and he was like in some sort of pit or whatever. Do you remember that? It was like, it was like Swedish or something. Are you talking about rare exports? Yeah. Rare exports. That's the one. Yep. Yeah. That's a good one. I actually recently recommended that one on the TikTok channel. So yeah, that one's really, cause there, there, good. there, there are some, cause there, cause there are like Christmas horror movies, obviously, but there aren't like a metric fuck ton of them. Most of them are like 
like Santa slashers. <laughs> so it's hard to find uh, a, some pretty unique ones. And there are even fewer monster ones. So I was trying to find some good kind of like monster Christmas movies and there really aren't that many of them. But that that's a that's a good one for sure. I know Silent Night, the remake, is really good and it's like way more serious than the... Is that... Is that the one with uh, David Harbour? Is that the one you're talking about? No, that's Violent Night, I think. Oh, Violent Night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, there's one that came out like 20... Don't quote me. Anywhere from 2013 to 2016. It was a remake, but it was it was pretty fucking good. Okay. It's way more serious than the original. All right, but yeah, so that's going to do it for this episode, Fiends. We hope you enjoyed it, and uh, leave your thoughts in the comments, uh, wherever, social media. Where can they find us, Sam, if they want to talk to us? Well, number one, they can find us, the most important one, gravediscussions.net. They can also find us on TikTok. I know we have, what's the TikTok handle? Is it just Grave Discussions? Grave Discussions, yep. Yep, we, oh, you, he secured that one. Um, They can also find us on Twitter, right? We uh, we no longer have a Twitter. We no longer um, have a Twitter. Because fuck Twitter. Uh, I know we're on, (laughs) we're on Apple Podcasts, we're on Spotify, we're on Stitcher. We're even on a few other websites that I didn't even know we were on. One of my uh, Xbox friends pointed it out to me. He's like, hey, I found you guys on this website. And I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, we're pretty much anywhere that you can listen to podcasts at this point. Because I just upload that shit into anything. (laughs) You know, it just goes to pretty much like every platform. Uh, But, of course, we also have the Facebook and Instagram as well. Where you can uh, check out our latest uh, videos and, and updates and whatnot. So, Definitely go check all that stuff out and hopefully we'll be back very, very soon. I will have uh, some social media stuff about our top lists. I'll also be including my numbers 10 through six on my top uh, horror films of 2023 list on TikTok. Uh, hopefully tomorrow. Uh, so you can all look forward to oh, that. Yeah. I'll watch it. Let me know when you upload it. For sure. For sure. And uh, that's going to do it fiends. So, Until next time, I'm Barnabas, he's Samael, and we'll see you back here on Grave Discussions. (laughs) Happy holidays and Merry Christmas.